When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That Lord gives us something, just something a wee bit different, uh, you know, in, in terms of what you can offer a, a ball winner who also looks as if he can play a bit and by playing a bit it's um it looks as if you know he he, he would want, he wants to get the ball forward and if you're going to have people that can't can't well Ken Tillman in your team then the earlier we can get the ball to them then the more damage that, that, that they're going to do. So I think in terms of the two signings we've got, I'm I'm absolutely delighted with that. Um we had a wee bit of a chat earlier in the, the night just about potentially another areas that you, we we might have and it, it looks as if the club were looking to do a bit of business. And I think it looks as if centre half might have been an area that they were looking at. And originally I, I I was a bit confused by that, but maybe the more I thought about it, when you think that Hollander's probably not going to kick a ball again, Suter, obviously with his injury record, you know, just that nervousness about in case he breaks down yeah. again. And then you've got Leon King, who, you know, we talked about the fact that as a young boy, he's played more football than he probably thought he was going to this year and he certainly played at a higher level than he ever thought he was going to play this year and you know the experiences he had particularly in the Champions League might have just taken it out of him a wee bit as a young boy so I can understand maybe the logic that he was maybe thinking about getting another uh, another centre half just in case anything happens to Goldson or Davies um, but at the end of the day I'm happy that we're not just Taking somebody for the sake of it. Yeah. If no, if the deal wasn't right for us, whether that was it was too much money or it was just going to be a loan signing or, or whatever, and I've just felt it's not right, then do you know what? I'm I'm content that we're just keeping things as they are, and then let's see what happens in the summer. And I don't know what what do you feel about it? I'm happy the two boys come in. Obviously, I mean it's two players. Have you said to me? at the start of the team, especially Camel, because I've seen Todd a few times before and know what he does. Raskin, to be honest with you, I didn't really know much about him. I don't really watch Belgian football and don't really get a chance to watch it, to be honest with you. So I, I was just taking on board what you guys were saying and on YouTube and stuff. But reading about him and watching stuff, he looks really good. He's got 
lot of potential. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere near like hitting his peak for another five, six years. So hopefully we get to see the best of him and build him up to that. And maybe we can make a bit of money on him as well. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's a business at the end of the day. So we bring him in for what he brought him in for was at one and a half, one point seven or something. Then you sell him for maybe anywhere between five and twelve million or whatever. You can make yep. some money on him. Do you know what I mean? And by all accounts, looking at his interview today, he seems really happy. He said he'd turn down a few other offers to come to us. So that's the kind of stuff I like to hear. I know it, I know it is a lot put in front of you just for a lot of interviews when you join somebody just roughly the same, doesn't matter who you join. But no, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. Campbell started really well at weekend. I'm not sure if we'll be involved tomorrow night as in from the start, but yep. it looks really well. Raskin, I think, maybe a few weeks before he's involved, Stuart, I think he'll, be, he'll chuck him right in. Um, I, I think he'll be in a similar position is Cantwell in, in terms of he'll be fit, he's maybe just not match sharp so I, I wouldn't surprise me, I don't don't doubt we'll see him tomorrow um, I agree with you, I don't think we'll see Cantwell starting tomorrow either, but it wouldn't surprise me that Raskin starts at, at the weekend because I think Beal will want to try and get him up to speed as quickly as possible, like I say he'll be fit, it's just that match sharpness and he's only going to get that by playing Playing minutes, so it might be something similar to what we've seen with Cantwell. Give him an hour, you know, um, as, as his first run out, uh, and hopefully, you know, that that that's him on the road to to, to get ninety minutes under his belt, you know, as the weeks go on. Yeah, now Curry's asked a question. Yeah, he's saying hi to me, but I'll, I'll let you answer this, Stuart. Yeah, he said I'm getting pelters as I'm not pleased. It's just two coming in. The summer is going to be a nightmare with players either. I'm not good enough in the contract or injury prone. What's your take on that, Stuart? So I think I think one of the, one of the things I've I've talked about in the, the previous pods is maybe you know Bill might learn from this in terms of what he said earlier in the window. You know, I think there was almost an expectation in terms of what he said that there's going to be at least three coming coming through the door. I wonder if he he would maybe just learn from that and, and maybe not be as quite specific because it, it then kind of feels as if there's a bit of a letdown there that we haven't got three in. Um, we touched on it earlier. You know, last January we we brought in some players like a Diallo, for ex- for example, yeah. who is, is clearly a very good player. But Sunderland are now getting the benefit of what Rangers bringing him in last year. I think you know he got used to playing for a big club. Um, you know the the pressures and the expectations around that, and and now. Sunderland are kind of reaping the benefits of that. So, I, I go back to what I said previously. I'm, I think I'm happier that we haven't just went and you know brought somebody in on loan just for the sake of it. Even Whitaker, for an example, I don't know what you think. I'm, I wasn't convinced with Whitaker that he was going to come in and be a starter for us, you know, because he's still a relatively young young boy. And I just think that maybe they've went, you know, Swansea have just started to demand too much money. For him, they thought, actually, we had you coming back. We've got Cantwell in. We've got Scott Wright. We've got Sakala. They can kind of play within you know, th- that area. That actually, we're not just paying money for the sake of it for a guy who potentially might not have been a starter. I- I'm sure if you asked Michael Beal, he would have liked to have had another couple in the door. But it's, it's a difficult time to do it. I know, I mean... 
Oh, flip that when you say that Diallo was maybe too soon, but Raskin or Whitaker, sorry, you were saying that Whitaker maybe been too young or coming. Now, if Whitaker was foreign, coming for a foreign league, the same age as Raskin, would fans accept him more? Do you think it's because he's coming for maybe playing only League One in England and maybe playing at Plymouth and moving in and out of Swansea side? People are thinking that's no Rangers standard, whereas I think he's looking for competition, obviously, for the right-hand side, because as you know, and everybody else knows, we've struggled down the right-hand side. It's not just last season, it's been the last yep. few seasons. And I don't think we've got money to burn. So I think they can't try to be screwed with a poor like Cantmill, not a lot of money. I know it was probably, probably to be honest with you, it's probably about the same amount of money they paid for Raskin. Get underscored, they probably find probably one and a half million we had ons for Todd Cantmill as well. And the Raskin thing, everybody was, I see people complain about the money, but I'd rather go and get it, pay the money and get them. And see that, push your foot and about and saying, right, I'm not I'm going to pay that extra 100 grand or 200 grand because at the end of the day, you're not talking to a 20 million, you're talking a couple hundred thousand for a boy you desperately want. So go out and get them, show them you want them, and they'll come. Don't hag over a fee you shouldn't be haggling over. So I'd rather... 100%. So do you think if I think I was coming for, say, uh, Belgium or something like that, and it was, and it was maybe Belgium or whatever, and you'd probably say, well, he's played with the Belgium in the 19s, he's he's, he's been out and mowing, but he's got a lot of potential. Do you think people would be more... Except that he's coming in rather than somebody coming for League One in England. I think we're probably all a wee bit guilty of that as, as Rangers fans. I think we're certainly guilty of doing that when it comes to Scottish players on you know or the Scottish or you know they they play for Hibs or Dungeon United or whatever like that. You know, so I, I think that's 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 a fair point uh, to a degree in, in that you know if it's if he's maybe coming from abroad, there's maybe an element where we. We we maybe think that they're, they're technically better or or whatever, um, and that's clearly not the case. I mean, I, the boy's clearly a good player, um, you know, and, and you know, I think there's definite interest there. I just you just wonder that you know maybe Rangers have just felt that Swansea were just pushing it pushing it too far in terms of what they were after, and it's not to say that you know he's not going to be on the radar for the summer. Um, you know, they've, they've just maybe made that decision that they feel they've got enough cover in that area at the moment that you know they can get us through to the end of the season and then and then we'll reevaluate it then. Yeah no, I kind of agree. I just I do I do feel you probably asked me could be probably probably like maybe one or two more just for the fact I think if we were I think if we were close in the league title race would it drink would have got one or two more? They they would have maybe have pushed the boat out more he would have maybe have sped things up um a wee bit. I mean the rumours are that he's the, 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 the kind of chat is that he's comfortable and it's now, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll rather kind of reassess and do do more business in the summer. But yeah, I think you're right. If this was a kind of, you know, if we were nip and tuck with them for, for, for the title, then yeah, I'd imagine he might have tried to push the boat out and, and try and get at least another another body in. And that may well have been that a centre-half or anything like that. That's not to say that, you know, this season's a write-off. There's still two Cups, you know, that, you know, the league's not over, but let's be realistic. Two Cups are probably his, his main aim. And, I, you know, I, I do believe these Cup competitions are important to him. Um, he's got a bit of breathing space. He's a new manager, but he'll have extra breathing space if he can pick up a couple of Cups. Um yeah. You know, yeah, to to, yeah. to show is that 
between now and the end of the season. So, um, yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think if it had been closer, we might have seen a wee bit more activity. Just like they say, Aldo, Aldo, I've got quite a lot of hats, probably too many, as my wife would say. And as for Lee, Lee steal my hoodie thing, that's poor. Everybody wants to beat wearing my hoodies, don't they? And I'm not wearing it tonight as well, because I'm not that Big, big debate about whether what colour his, his hoodie was actually today, you know, because it certainly it certainly looked very green. On the, but, he, but he was adamant that it was blue, but I'm not sure about that. No, he likes it. Lee likes the green, but that's his choice of colour. Uh, and Ross likes my hat as well. Cheers, Ross. So, so obviously, I mean, I heard, obviously we're after that boy, Jack Whitmore, for Wigan. And by all accounts, he got he get, put a year last year. I was talking to a few boys of day one boy works with Wigan. He was saying that he's a very strong defender. He's good near. He's physical. He's okay with coming out for the back with the ball. His main aim, his main job is defending. So to me, that's total opposite for Davis and Golson. Smuggy yep. is looking for something slightly different. That's how he's maybe went for something else. I mean, again, not somebody that I know a great deal about. I was slightly worried when I started reading up you know, his, his injuries of the past and I thought God, are we, surely we're not going down going down this route again. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, the other one, you know, that keeps getting mentioned is, is Jake Cooper, isn't it? From from yeah. Millwall. And I, I do wonder if there is maybe something in that because that was definitely somebody that Gerard was was interested in, um, you know, when when he was manager, and obviously Beal would have been part of part of those discussions. Um, I think I've, I've seen more of, of Jake Cooper than what I have of, of the other lads. So, and I, I think he is a, 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 on a boardroom. I think that would be a, a, a great a, a great signing. Um, just his height as well, you know. I mean, he'd be a, a a, a real threat in an opposition penalty box, and he, he does look comfortable in the ball. So, um, you know, it's clearly Bill wants us to start. You know, his style of play. He wants to get the ball out for the back. He wants to, you know, he, his defenders to be able to to to, to use the ball well and, and and start attacks. And you know, Raskin will, will obviously help with that. So, yeah. he, I think we can start to see. We we talked about in the earlier pod, and I don't know if you agree with this. There does seem to be a bit more of a plan here with regards to our targets than maybe, I don't know what you feel, under Geo. I don't know if it felt as if there was a plan. It definitely feels as if Beals, he knows what he wants. I mean, he's already talking, goalkeeper, centre-half, midfielder, forward, that spine of the team for the summer. I think he just gave me a plan, but Ross has asked a question, do we still need a right wing, uh, right-sided midfielder, right-winger? I think we do, Stuart. I think we still need somebody there who can make a position his own. We've tried counting supporters there. Some have good games, some have bad games. Does Matondo, does he eventually get a chance to play there? Or does he prefer to play on our side? I think it depends the way Bill wants to play. But I think we do need somebody who likes to play on that side. And I think that's the reason he went for the boy, Whitaker, because he can play there. He's a bit physical, he's a tall lad, he's athletic. Yeah. and he can also play as a right wing back and he can also play through middle. But like I said earlier, we have to be shrewd with the money because you've not got a lot. So because you buy somebody for a couple of million and then you maybe get something in a couple of hundred grand or a loan and an option to buy, it doesn't mean you're, it just means you have to cover the way you work. I mean, you see clubs in England doing it, you see clubs abroad doing it, they'll sign players an option to buy. Because sometimes that's a one-man situation. If they come in and 
I could agree a fee before they come in and they come in and play really well. You're getting them probably at a bargain price. But if they come in and play awful, you can send them back. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes yeah. you're not spending a lot of money on somebody who's six months down the line. Like that'd be my Tondo has done, who's not impressed, and we're thinking, why do we buy him? I mean, you hope the boy maybe can get a piece of life and show us what he has made of or show us what he's got. I mean, I'm not going to say he's not got anything because he's a professional footballer who's been involved in a few moves. For some reason, he's just has been given enough chances. I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I don't think he looks, I'm not saying he doesn't look interested. He just seems lost when I've seen him play. Whereas somebody like Fashion, who might not be as skillful, might not be as better footballer, but Fashion seems more interested. We all know Fashion could be a hat and a miss, but he's more often a hat and as a miss since he's been playing and he can he can he can make an impression, he can make an impact. Matondo hasn't impressed. I know Jamie Duff saying that, but he he hasn't impressed but we must have we just didn't go out and buy him for sake it must have been somebody watched him. Yeah, and I think with Sakala, what you're now seeing is he's he's now getting a run of games. And he's clearly benefiting from that. You know, his form's picked up because it isn't stop start. Matondo's mm-hmm. not had that, you know, and I appreciate that he's he's maybe not done a great deal to merit, you know, getting a getting a run. But at some point, you know, because we have invested in him and he's supposedly on a very decent wage so you know yeah. you, you would like to you know we're either going to have to cut our losses at some point or you know let's see what see what you can do and just we're on that that question there just because we haven't brought in a right winger in this window i i don't think that means that Bill doesn't feel that he needs someone there i think that is still something that that he will look at uh going forward and i i would expect in the summer that you know there would be some activity in that area as well. I mean, everybody's looking forward to the summer, right? But do you actually think it's going to be a big, massive turnaround? I think, I don't think it'll be as big as people think. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I don't see he's bringing in like 10 players leaving, 10 players coming in for sort of, because I don't think the club would do that. I think it matters. I think maybe more will go than come in because I don't know if Bill wants a big, massive squad. I think he just wants a Decent squad. You're going to have a lot. You're going to have your first eleven. You want to be a starter, obviously, and you want to be the guys you can trust. But some of the players that you're having the bench, you want your bench to be strong. But sometimes these are just guys you can bring on, and you, you can maybe play every so often. But they're probably no guys that you can start yeah. quite regular. Do you know what I mean? So I think I think it just depends how because people think if you bring players in and free, you save money, but when you bring someone in a free, they're getting they're asking for more wages because there's no transfer being involved. So I just think we have to be clever, but I just sometimes feel the club and I don't know ins and outside angels, I honestly don't, but the way they work compared to other clubs from where I see it, we seem to be slow at times. Mm-hmm. Because Raskin we've been we've been interested in Raskin since last summer, by all accounts. But it's took us to the last day of window to sign him. Now, that could be for a few various reasons, but that still doesn't mean you can't go out and talk to A, B, or C as well. Because we seem to, we seem yep. to focus all on Raskin, and, and we know we are short. So I'm just talking in the summer, we don't focus on one or two guys and maybe panic at the end. Like we'd maybe done like last window, we ended up with a couple of loans and stuff. And not that say loans doesn't bother me, but it has to be the right one. So I just thought we've got a list of Michael, we- got a list of players down at ease can say right, 
I've got here's my three choices for this position, three choices for that. So if, so if you don't get the first, you can maybe move to the second and move to the third. I just feel sometimes we're slow in reacting. I mean, you've seen today, Stuart, all these clubs suddenly getting transfers done in a space of minutes, whereas it took them 30 days to get a transfer in progress. So transfers can be done quickly if you want to push it. Yeah, and I, I think there is. I agree with you. We do appear to be slow, and, and we don't know the ins and outs of, of, of why that is. But yeah, you know, it, it always feels as if Rangers are leaving things to the to right at the end. You know, even if the Raskin deal was going on, you know, I'm not saying that there was nothing happening. Clearly, you know, there was there was movement to try and get maybe one or two others in this window. But when when was that starting? You know, and did that just start? <laughs> Almost it feels as if that started this morning. I'm I'm hoping that that's not the case. But I, I agree with you. I do feel as if we, we you know, as when it comes to these windows, it always feels as if we're we're left to the end. Yeah. Um, we we talked in the pod uh, earlier tonight about you know interesting to see the kind of relationship with you know are these are these Beal signings? You know, we brought in John Park as a as the new new chief scout, and I think this was his first window, if I'm if I'm right, and his new scouting team. I think we had a bit of a feeling that potentially, actually, Beale, these are more Beal signings than potentially, you know, John Park and Ross Wilson identifying and working with a manager signings. I don't know what you you think in that. Just to me, like some of the signings, some of the signings, I think the boys might be from down south and might be Beals, but obviously the asking's been the radar even when Beal wasn't here because he was here last summer. But I don't know if Gerard and maybe Gerard and people identified them the first time. We don't know because obviously we'd not get time with that. But I just think we are slow at uh, moving forward at times because I know he's, as Bill just mentioned now after the last few a lot of press conferences, he always says he knows he's number one and he doesn't know he's number one and the goal is changing. But he has mentioned now we do need a new keeper, which I'm very happy about. But to me a goalkeeper should want to be one of your first signings because a goalkeeper is probably the most important you know, to me the most important part of the team because if you've got a decent keeper you can build for that you can have a decent defence but if your keeper's no decent anymore like maybe Al McGregor's obviously starting to go down so he's not going to be playing much longer John McLaughlin's not good enough so if you've got a defence even a settled defence but if you know your goalkeeper behind you don't trust him there's always going to be panic stations so I yeah. think the goalkeeper should be one of the first wins that and Bill come in and says I need a keeper unless the keeper he wants isn't available yeah, I mean, I think my view on that is that I think he, he absolutely, I think he knows that he needs the new keeper. I, I could never really understand why Rangers re-signed all three goalkeepers because to me that was just pushing the problem further down the line, you know. But we we need a, we need new goalkeepers at least at least one if not if not two. Um, so I think he knows that, but I think he's probably just assessed his squad and thought to himself, actually. There's more pressing areas, and midfield was probably more more pressing. I think he feels he can probably get to the end of the season with what he's got goalkeeping wise. But absolutely, it's an area that we're we're going to have to have to look at. Um, if it, I'd imagine, you know, he's been very clear that he's already knows the the number nine that he wants to go for. I'd imagine he's already got a pretty decent idea of who who would like to go for from his goalkeeper as well. Yeah, 
Oh, Dave Clark's asking me just because you're a new scout. Am I busy? I'm actually busy, so <laughs> unless you give me some money, I'll maybe think about it. No, Nicholas uh, Stubborn says here, McGregor will cost me now in the season. I mean, that's my point. He, he can maybe get away with a lot of games, but you come to the cup final or the other yep. cup competitions and you make one mistake, that might cost you and you're out of the cup, whereas in a league, no, I don't think we're going to win the league. I hope I'm wrong, but I think the league's gone. But in a cup, like we said, one mistake for your keeper, especially in a final, it can cost you. And you don't really want that, but if you've got somebody behind you you brought in who's knows he's going to be the first choice for a couple of seasons, he wants to put in press. But Alan knows he's going to be finished the end of the season. I know he's still trying to, I'm not saying he's going to let like the ball in, isn't he? But obviously, his reactions and stuff like that aren't really like they were. We've noticed that. So I think that could cost us. And I think that's the point. I could come back and bite us in the butt. I think, I think it's interesting, though, you mean, when you look at the, the transfer window and stuff like that, it's not, you don't see a great deal of goalkeepers moving during the, the transfer windows, you know, or a January transfer window, at yeah. least. And there's a reason for that, because if, you, if they're good goalkeepers, teams don't want to let, let them go, you know, halfway during a season. I, I agree, you know, I, I think this is maybe one of the, First times in my range of supporting life where I'm, I don't have a great deal of confidence in the goalkeepers that we've we've got there. Um, I know it's today, obviously it's McGregor's birthday today, you know, and I think there was something on Twitter, Europa League, wished him a happy birthday, but showed that double save that he had against Sparta Prague, you know, in the, in the Europa League a couple of seasons ago. Or and I'm just thinking, he doesn't make that save or those two saves this year. You know, mm-hmm. and that—that that yeah. is, he just went down. So, yeah, I—I I, I do just believe that Bill probably just assessed. You know, can we get who we want for that goalkeeping position now? No, okay, then well, let's. Let, I, I need to strengthen. You know, where I think it needs it most, and I think he—he he pinpointed midfield right from the start. Yeah, he obviously did. So there's a few positions in the team, but we'll go back to the one that seems to be causing. The big issue around social media and this chat and our group chat, Alec Lowry. Do you see Alec getting out on loan? I mean, I've, seen, I've heard some abuse comments and one minute you think he's praising the lad, next minute you think he's kind of criticising slightly, yep. and the next minute you think he, he's not really in Bill's plans. So I don't really know what to think, but having seen Alec, Alec play, I think he's got so much potential. I think he's a very good footballer. And I just think he needs a chance, but I don't think I don't think he'll get a chance in just I do think he will have to go out and loan. And if he does well, who knows? He might he might not even be back. So I think he's just going to be one of these guys who for whatever reason will just not get his chance for Rangers. I agree with you in terms of some of Bill's comments have been a bit confusing. Um around him. I you know, I think I've said previously in a pod. I think he was asked directly, you know, as, as Alex Lowry asked you why he's not getting any more minutes, and he said, yeah. But my response to him was, would your teammates pick you? And, you know, that's quite a, a damning thing to say, I, I think, at that point, you know, because either that is, you know, I think what it does is it starts to circulate these rumours, is it a bad attitude? Could it just be that he's just a bit out of form at the moment? You know, he's, he's just not showing it, showing it in training. I don't think there's a Rangers fan out there that doesn't want Alex Lowry to be a success and, and doesn't believe that he, he's, he's not got the ability to be a success at Rangers. 
but it does seem a bit strange that his his, his chances appear to be limited. I mean, I would I would even suggest that uh, a Yanis Hadji, who's just came back from a year out, I'm, I'm I think he might even be ahead of the pecking order and, and ahead of Lowry, you know, at the moment. So why is that? What what what's causing that? Um, if he's not going to get game time, I would have liked to have seen him go out on loan somewhere. Um, I agreed with the manager's comments about it should be the right team, the right manager, and stuff like that. But I know St Mirren were were being mentioned, but supposedly that that wasn't true. But I think actually St Mirren would have been a a, a decent move from just to get some some game time um, and and show what he's what he's all about, and then maybe come back for pre season and and hopefully hit the ground running. But is Lowry ever going to get ahead of Hadji, Lawrence, Campbell, Tolman, etc.? Care? Question mark. So, you can't say never will, but obviously he needs minutes, he needs to prove himself, and then you just never know. You can never say never in football, because we've heard people criticise Hadji, what we've heard. I mean, Lawrence is going about for a while, so when he comes back, all Tolman sign. You just don't know, but I just feel Lowry needs a ch- needed a chance to Impress because when he played for me, he did impress. Yeah, and he's only young and he's coming for a B team into the first team, and he, he couldn't take time to adjust because it's a bigger step than people think. And you've seen how well uh, Adam Devendon after a few games and Nathan Parson after a few games, granted they were fullbacks, but I think I think he needs a chance, but I don't think we'll get a chance. That's my that's my thought on it, and I feel. Like, he'll go somewhere else, he'll do really well. And it's one of the ones we could turn around and say, we let him go, and it could, it could come back and get us. I mean, we've done it with a few players in the past, but I feel Alec is going to be one of these ones that we let we slip away. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure why, but I feel he is. And I know everybody for the B team is not going to come into the first team. If you're lucky if one or two a season do that. But I just feel Alec's got a wee bit of extra quality, which for some reason he's not going to get a chance to show. And if we keep putting them behind signings and spending money and players are buying and other guys. I always say, what's the point of having an academy if you're never going to trust your young guys? And I'm not saying follow the first team of academy players, but give one or two of them a chance because see if they play and they do well, then you can make, like you've seen, we make money for Nathan Patterson. So, and that's what academies kind of there for. We can't always buy players and we can't always spend money. So we have to give some, we have to give, if it's not already, we have to give somebody a chance for the academy. I think um, I mean, you seen it towards the tail end of last season when you know some of the games the the, the kids were obviously we were still in Europe and with the, the cup final and stuff like that coming up. You know, went to Tynecastle. I know it was kind of last game of the season and stuff like that, but <laughs> they were excellent that day. I, I agree with you. If 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 we if Lowry goes, you know, goes elsewhere from Rangers, I, I think then there would be real questions being asked about the academy and you know. What he's doing because he's, you know, we clearly think a lot of him because we did a lot of work to get, get him on a brand new contract um, to, to tie him up. So why are we doing that if we're then not giving him the opportunity? But I, I'll counter that by saying, you know, the manager does see see him at day in, day out. You know, what is, what's Lowry doing? Is Lowry performing at the best of his ability in, in training to force his we into the manager's plans. We don't know. So, 
it's it's a difficult one. Like I say, I don't, I don't know a Rangers fan that doesn't want Alec Lowry to be a, a success for Rangers. And I don't know a, a fan that, that doesn't believe he's got the ability. It's just whether or not he's going to get that opportunity. Um, and I, I'd hate to see this season just be a bit of a waste for him because he's too good for the B team. So, yeah. no, was he just sitting in the stands or coming on, getting the odd five minutes here or there? Make it wind up doing what Charlie McCann's done and Charlie's done is what he won't play to prove himself. So I think Alan may do that. And I see folks, I, I'm, if people don't rate him, that's their opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, no matter who it is. So I'm not sure with that at all. I just feel we might be letting something go we shouldn't let go. Do you know that yeah. way? And I, I feel sorry for Alex because I feel he, he does deserve a chance, but I feel it's better for him a bit to be away somebody else playing football. And if he doesn't come back, he doesn't come back, we move on. But I just feel if given a wee chance to me, I'd impressed us. Do you know what I mean? So, but I just thought I would talk about Alex. So, just before we go, I know Malcolm Bill mentioned maybe he's designing a striker next summer. Obviously, do you think it's somebody he's noticed? Or do you think it's somebody at the club I've noticed? Uh, I get the feeling it's somebody that he's noticed. Um, the likelihood is that somebody down south that he's he, he probably knows from maybe his time um, either at Villa or when he was no at QPR. Um, I get that. I think we're getting a. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Guest appearance. <laughs> Listen, um, I've literally just got out of the B team game and managed to find myself uh, an area where I could get some uh, signal. Um, so it was just to give everybody a wee quick update um, on tonight's B team game against Open Goal Broom Hill, um, which finished two each. Open Goal scored in, and literally the last second. Um, Rangers scored two goals the first one through uh, Robbie Ewer and the second one a, a very very good powerful strike by Zach uh, Lovelace first half was was pretty much controlled by Rangers uh, played very very well the, the conditions were horrible the weather was terrible um, second half um, I don't know what happened in the second half but open goal came out played okay they're not a great side um, Rangers are a, are a far far better side but came out second half didn't really start play well at all. Um, open goal, open goal, got a goal back to make it one each. It looked as if open goal were going to go on and win it, but then Rangers managed to get a foothold in the game again. Um, and then, like I say, Zach Lovelace took the ball, a nice powerful run, one-on-one with Kirk Broadfoot, and I was only going to be one winner. And uh, Zach Lovelace, it was straight at the keeper, but there was so much power in it, there was no way the goalkeeper was saving it. And then I suppose the, the real frustrating thing I think, um, and it shows at this level, there was a couple of opportunities. Like I said, there was there was seconds to play. A couple of opportunities Rangers had, three versus two, three versus one, um, and just dilly-dallied on the ball. Um, they had opportunities just to take the ball for a nice wee walk, and the game would have been done. But a, a misplaced pass, misplaced control, open goal, launched the ball into the box, and it, and it was a header. And that's obviously been the B team's frailties this season. And I suppose it always is going to be in a league like that when you've got young boys playing against men and they conceded in, the, like I said, the last second. So it was disappointing to come away with a 2 2 draw. Um, but uh, that's how it went. That's my first ever attempt at reporting care. Um, and I think it'll be my last. <laughs> Well done, Martin. Well done, Martin. 
think I think many people are they've just they've just been the last four minutes. Sort of about Alec Lowry and a lot of people. I'll let you go. I'll tell you one thing just before I go, right? Just before I go. There was a little boy in the park tonight for Rangers, number 11, Aaron Lyle. I've spoken about him before. Um, man in a match by a country mile. His close control is second to none at that level, especially. Um, he's, a, he's a massive standout in that B team. Everything good about Rangers tonight effectively came through Aaron. He was outstanding. Uh, by far the best player on the park and a player that I've got real high, high hopes for um, going forward, especially. 100%. He was outstanding tonight. So you're talking about uh, young players coming through, obviously the conversation surrounding uh, uh, Lowry. I haven't really had much of a chance to look at my phone because I didn't get much of an internet signal uh, in Broadwood. Broadwood's horrible for a signal, so I don't even know if any of our players have went out on loan. I don't, I don't know if we might have brought somebody else in for all I know. Um, but the record that we have of bringing through youth players is not great. Nope. Um, and it would be a nope. real shame if Lowry doesn't make it into that first team, which, which I'm pretty sure is what you were discussing. Um, but keep your eyes um, peeled for a, a young Aaron Lyle coming through. Yes, he's small, um, but there's a few good players out there who aren't exactly the tallest. But he was outstanding tonight, absolutely outstanding. Good to you, Matt. Good to you. Good to you, Matt. Good to you. Right, can I go? <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. Right, okay, good, Nick. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Please like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Cheers. That's on my way. Hey, it's so stupid. People don't make that. See, I think I've got to tell you what I mean. I have to move him to the stream. I'm still hearing his, my voice through his phone. Right. Aye, that's, he's away, he's away now. Aye. Uh, so, obviously, we're talking about a striker there. So, Jink, it's going to be a, a Bill striker. He's named the Jink, it's coming for maybe the list that Boss Wilson, John Park, whoever else has. I, I, so, I was just saying, I, I, I got the feeling just, and again, I don't know this, but just, you know, you're just listening to his press conference that, you know, it's, he already knows who it is. He knows their contract situation, whatever you know, because he made it was quite clear about the fact that you know he, he, that they he believes that they'll be available in the summer stuff like that. So I, I just take from that that it's it's somebody that Bill has identified and that, that who he wants, and I get the feeling that that's somebody potentially from 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 down south um, from his time there. Yeah, well. You know, there's 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 been a few mentioned, and I know you you you've got your eye on a, a, a particular one. Um, you know, he Ollie McBurney to me um, would do a job for Rangers. Absolutely, I think he's probably slightly underrated uh, uh, in terms of um, what people think of him. Um, you know, I don't think you play for Sheffield United at that level um, if you're if you're not a decent player. So you know, he would. I think he would do a job. Um, for his, I, I suppose it's it it goes to what sort of striker he's 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 after. You know, is this is it going to be a, a kind of like a, a replacement for Morelos? So he wants that bit more of a physical presence. You know, he's he had that with with kind of Lyndon Dykes and stuff like that at QPR as well, or is he wanting something a wee bit different? 
you know, something a wee bit more pace, etc. A bit more, um, you know, a bit more movement to them. So no camera now. Because you said that you're going to be obviously think that somebody Bill's maybe work with, aren't you? Or Bill's maybe seeing you, and that's a keeper because you look at maybe all your London Dykes. Yep. The boy I would like to see is Cameron Archer. Cameron's yep. a fantastic player. He's young. He's out alone at Middlesbrough now. He was at Villa when Michael was there with Stephen Gerrard. Now, well, hang on, he's not a contract next season. He's starting so it would have to be alone, wouldn't it? It would have to. We talked about this earlier. Unless we, he can do a deal. With, I think he's going to make the Villa's first team because I think Villa would rather spend 20, 30 million a striker, 50 million a striker than give somebody like that a chance, but I think he'll score goals. If he come up here and if he got him for a decent fee, he'll probably make his money as well. And he's young as well, he's just, I think he's about 21 or something, 20, 21 or something like that, so it could be anybody. He could go for, you say, go for a big guy like London Knights. I could go for somebody who's more of a penalty box player, poacher type of player and a bit quick. So, but interesting, I don't think we just need one player, but I think we need a couple of players and obviously a striker, goalie, my best saying that half, looking at fullbacks, we can be here all day, Stuart. It's good to see the boys are brought in, but I know we always want, last January we signed five, but the five turned out to be not great. Once, obviously, Timmy's still here, James Sands is still here, but I thought he might have been away by now, but he's obviously going to go at the end of his season. Yep. I think, uh, obviously, Tommy, we don't know what happened with Malik, so... But obviously, Aaron Ramsey signed, which is exactly. I mean, people, I had seen people in the chat today on social media, sorry, talking about the money we're spending on Raskin or whatever. Um, we spent more money on a bond deal for Aaron Ramsey. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's not really like, it's not really common sense. With it. It's a better deal for Raskin than it was for Ramsey. Obviously, well, John's John If we look at Raskin, if this was, if he had two years left in his contract, Rangers are not in the equation to get Raskin because the price you would have to pay, we, we, we just wouldn't be able to afford it. So I I I think there's a trade-off here to say we still need to pay something and yeah, if we've got a sell-on fee, but yeah. that's, the, that's the only way that we were we are going to be able to get a player like, like yeah. that because if it was two or three years left in a contract, he's out of our price range, you know. Aye, easy, easy. So anyway, as we're on for 40 minutes, 40 minutes probably longer than we thought we were going to be on for. There's been nobody anybody else coming in to Okinawa or in the front doors at Ibrox. So obviously that's the only players are buying in. So next it'll be Hearts tomorrow night, which will be a hard game. Just before we go, somebody's asked, I'll ask you this, because you're the only person that's on with me. What do you think Academy Matthew is at St. Johnson? Look, look, I thought you had a decent game, but I can just imagine the reaction in the summer if Remy Matthews is signed as Rangers' number one goalie. I can imagine social media might go into a bit of a, a kind of meltdown with, with, with that. Um, I, I don't know if I'm, I've, I've not checked this, but I'm, either I heard it in one of the pods or I read it to say that actually statistically he's the, he's the worst goalkeeper in the this. Uh, in, in the league at the moment, but you know, he had, a, he had a, I thought he had a good game. Um, yeah. He had 
two good games actually. The last two games we've played him, so I don't doubt that he's a he's a he's a decent enough goalkeeper. But um, no, I, it wouldn't be for me. I think I would be looking elsewhere. Don't ask me who that I would, is. I wouldn't bring him in as a number one, but he could. I would bring him in as a number two backup. I think he's better than John McLaughlin. And he's Essentially, uh-huh. like Cammy said, he's only twenty nine. So, and to be honest with you, any keeper for missing Johnson is going to be uh, under a lot of fire. I mean, I know Stu's one for saying a lot of keepers. He it looked good because the siege mentality goalies in a, in a defence where it's constantly getting papered with shots. So, if they make seven eight saves, they look good, but they might let it fall in. I think goalkeepers look good at that, but Rangers it's the opposite. You might only need to make one or two saves a match, and if you don't make that save. You're criticised because a lot of time you've got the ball, so you have to be more aware of being a Rangers keeper. You have to be more switched yep. on. So I think you have to look at a goalkeeper that way. Not just somebody who can make saves every five, ten minutes. It's somebody who maybe stand dominant. I'm not saying dominant, but maybe just patrol the ball, kick the ball out, pick it up. But you're not making a lot of saves. Maybe only, like I said, one or two a match, but you have to make them. Do you know what I mean? The way McGregor's been made in the past, the way Gorham done it, the way Chris yep. done it, and Kloss and stuff like that. So... I think it's hard. I think it'll be difficult, but there's goalkeepers there. They don't have to be expensive. There's keepers there. We, we know that there's keepers there. So if it's Scotland, England, if it's abroad, but there will be goalies there. But we have to maybe search further afield or search everywhere until we find somebody who we feel they can take over because we do need a consistent number one. So we are, you, are you of the opinion that McCrory's not the answer? What I've seen, no. He could, he could turn around and prove me wrong and be really good, but what I've seen him, I don't think so. But that's just my opinion. If he proved me wrong, then I'll gladly be happy about that, but I just don't think he's good enough. I think it's, I don't know. I mean, like I see GMC, goalkeepers are a lottery. Five point million for Barkis, 300,000 for Emmy Matthews to Crystal Palace. It's one of the ones, and it's just your luck who you get. I mean, Jack Butland has always won a fancy going for, but obviously he's went to United on loan. I don't know if he'll stay there next season, yeah. but by all accounts, he's getting about 60 grand a week. So, and he's number two. So, if you can get a job sitting in a bench earning 60 grand a week, I would take that every day of the week <laughs> myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So, I'll be, I'll be interested in coming this summer, but we'll leave it as it is and we'll obviously be back tomorrow for match reaction and. Uh, build up before the Hearts game. So thank everybody for joining us this evening and thanks Stuart for coming on as well. And thank you, like I said to everybody, like, subscribe and do everything else you can. Okay. Bye folks. Just folks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.